The FCC makes some long overdue fixes to the radio rules and brings Class D FM stations into the modern age. A robocaller may be on the hook for a world record mega dinger. A rogue TV antenna causes havoc in a New York town. And how would you like to have your own TV station? All that and more coming up. REC, FCC Today, BG Bradley. This is FCC Today, the podcast for Friday, February 18, 2022. Prior to today's open meeting, the FCC adopted radio technical rule changes meant to bring them more up to date. Many of these are housekeeping issues as well as some minor service improvements. The interference ratio for non-commercial Class D FM stations has been changed from 80 to 100 dBU on the second adjacent channel. This change will put Class D stations on a level playing field with full-service radio, LPFM, and FM translators. As REC stated in comments, this change would afford Class D stations a greater flexibility in site selection. Class D stations are grandfathered in all states except Alaska, where stations are still available on a first-come, first-served basis without a filing window. Class D stations provide a service contour of less than six kilometers. The FCC is updating the rules to reflect changes that took place in the U.S. agreements with Canada and Mexico over a decade ago. Changes have been made to the full-service FM and FM translator rules to reflect these changes. Those changes were already incorporated into the LPFM rules in MB Docket 19193. The NAB was concerned that those changes would impact Class A stations near Canada that would be short-spaced under the new rules and requested grandfathering. The FCC responded that grandfathering is not necessary as those Class A allotments were already negotiated with Canada when stations were increased from 3 to 6 kilowatts. The FCC also clarifies that Class Class C0 stations are considered Class C stations in respect to Mexico. The FCC declined to adopt their proposed changes that would weaken the so-called newcomer policy, which deals with interference issues. Under that policy, a party constructing a new or modified facility at a particular location that causes interference to existing facilities would be responsible financially or otherwise for eliminating the objectionable interference. The FCC will remove an archaic restriction that imposes a maximum rated power requirement for AM transmitters. The outdated rule required that AM transmitters installed must meet certain maximum limits, even though the transmitter power is turned down to comply with the station license. For example, under the rule being eliminated, a one kilowatt AM station is unable to install a transmitter that is capable of but not actually operating at 5 kilowatts. NAB supports this rule change as it will give AM stations greater flexibility by broadening the availability of transmitters, especially on the secondary market. Minor changes are being made to 73.316 and 73.1690 to correspond with the non-commercial educational community coverage requirements in 73.515. Currently, NCE stations in the reserve ban must provide 60 dBU service to at least 50% of the community of license. This action does not change that requirement. The FCC also modifies Section 74.1201 of the FM 
translator roles to clarify but not change the fill-in area for AM stations, removes ancient language protecting grandfathered common carrier operations in the 76 to 100 megahertz band in Alaska, given that no licensees still exist, and also modifies one stray item in 73.316 to reflect the metric system. The FCC has proposed a $45 million mega dinger against Interstate Brokers of America from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. According to the Enforcement Bureau, Interstate Brokers made over 514,000 robocalls to wireless phones. These calls were being made to market insurance plans during open enrollment periods, which in many states have been extended due to COVID-19. This is the largest forfeiture ever imposed under the Telephone Customer Protection Act, which requires that robocalls made to wireless and landline telephones require prior consent of the called party. According to the commission, many consumers that received calls were listed on the National Do Not Call Registry. The FCC has issued a citation to Clyde Holloway of Medina, New York, to take immediate actions to cease and desist from operating devices that cause interference to licensed radio communications. In November, Verizon filed a complaint with the FCC regarding interference to its cellular communication system operating in the 700 megahertz band in Medina, New York. A month later, agents from Enforcement's New York field office were able to detect a strong signal near 781.5 megahertz emanating from the Holloway's residence. The agent also observed an active TV antenna on the side of the house. The next day, the agent returned to the home with the assistance of the local police department. At that time, someone answered the door and advised the agent and police officer that they had received a letter from Verizon and then closed the door. After that, the signal on 781.5 stopped and the agent concluded that the active antenna was the cause of the problem. Active TV antennas include a powered signal amplifier that provides gain along the feed line from the antenna to the receiver. The FCC has expanded the scope on restrictions related to multiple tenant environments to also include broadband services. Multiple tenant environments, or MTEs, include apartment buildings and condominiums, as well as office buildings and shopping centers. In the past, telecommunications and cable providers could reach exclusive agreements with building owners and managers to be the only providers of telephone and cable services in such environments and enter into marketing agreements where revenues from the tenant subscribers are shared with the building's owner or management company. In several orders starting in 2000, the FCC had prohibited providers from entering into these exclusive agreements. The commission had determined that these exclusive contracts harm competition and discourage the deployment of broadband facilities to American consumers by impeding entry of competitive providers. This week's order places a prohibition on exclusive revenue sharing agreements where the communication providers offer MTE owners consideration in return for obtaining access to the building, but prohibits MTE owners from entering into such agreements with competing providers. It also prohibits graduated revenue sharing agreements 
where MTE owners receive a greater percentage of revenue based on the number of tenants that are subscribed to the provider's services. The order also requires providers to disclose the existence of marketing arrangements that they have with MTE owners. Such disclosures must be included in all marketing material directed at tenants and prospective tenants that they have the right to exclusively market to that MTE. But that right does not suggest that it is the only provider that can provide service to that MTE. FCC today. Now wait just one minute. What do you think you're doing? We did it. The station's done. Have you always wanted to start your own TV station, have some spare change? Well, a lot of spare change sitting around. Well, this might be your chance. The commission has established the procedures for auction 112, which will offer 27 construction permits for full service TV stations. Opening bids for most of these allotments, which are mainly in smaller cities, started $150,000. REC notes that many of the available allotments are on less than desirable VHF high band channels and one in Sun Valley, Idaho is on a low band VHF channel 5. A UHF allotment in Grand Forks, North Dakota will start at $375,000 and the crown jewel of this auction, a UHF in Syracuse, New York will start at $750,000. Those interested in participating in the auction should file their short forms form 175 between march 17th and march 30th upfront payments are due by may 6th and the bidding begins on june 7th fcc today fcc today the podcast is available on podbean spotify apple podcast iheart tune in and other places where you can get podcasts write us with your questions or comments at fcc today at recnet.com See the activity of the Media Bureau in real time at FCC.today. This has been a production of REC Networks, always on at RECnet.com. I'm Michelle Bradley, SBE certified broadcast technologist. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and we'll see you soon. REC.